Potosina Ma pace era stanco Tutto il giorno io travagliato non voglio fare niente Mamma ti cucinava E mamma ti si ingazzava Tutta settimana in da sta casa voglio uscire fuori casa tu fai come vuoi ma io voglio ballare a monini razzietta a ballare miniamo a ballare razzietta a monini razzietta a ballare miniamo a ballare Grazietta Mamma c'era contenti Mezzo i genti Tutta settimana in testa casa aspettando un weekend Le strade non sono fatto di soldi i spisi sono tanti e pizzeriti hanno mangiare e poi voglio ballare a monini razzietta listening to the sweet mellifluous grooves of Michael Acapinti and his Sicilian jazz project. I always wanted to sound like someone on Jazz FM. I don't think I nailed it, maybe, at all. Not even close. Tim, what do you think? Not at all. Not at all? No, you need to be a little more like that. Like a little more down here like that. Michael Acapinti. Sponsored by Marlboro. Anyway, his uh, Sicilian jazz project has been dazzling audiences worldwide with its intriguing mix of rare old-world Sicilian folk material and a new-world mix of chamber music, modern jazz, global rhythms, and modern grooves. Word. (laughs) Good up until that point. Yeah, okay. All right, Yeah. yeah. Using music sung by Sicilian fishermen sulfur miners and folk musicians as a starting point the group takes the audience on a journey that reveals the drama 
and passion of Sicily's past and showcases the global sound and great musicianship of modern-day Canada. This stuff is like written by Conrad Black. That is the longest sentence in the world. <laughs> the Sicilian Jazz Project has been called a masterpiece of cultural fusion and received a 2009 Juno Award nomination. That's uh, Canada's Grammy for all you Americans listening down there in the United States. Uh, an eight-time Juno Award nominee for Best Contemporary Jazz Album. Michael Acapinti is a modern guitarist with a broad sonic palette. It's a good name for a punk band, I think. Broad sonic palette. I like that. Which is Sonic Palette. Yeah. He's in the house. I don't want to read any more about him. I want to talk to him. Michael Hello. Acapinte. How are you? Do you remember when you were first here? Oh, yeah, with Lester McLean. It was with Lester McLean. It was. Mr. Oh, yeah. CTV. Yeah. Did you meet? Did you see Lester when you did a CTV tour, Tim? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. All right. Anyway, welcome. Thank you. I was embarrassed that I didn't know who you were the last time because and after said, and pronounced my name. Oh, I slaughtered your name. It's terrible, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. It, How did he say it? He lost a lot of sleep over no, it. I'm sure. It, it, uh, sadly, it's been it part of my life since yeah. I've been. Well, people saying my name. It is. And, and let's. <laughs> thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> is it? Let's just uh, also clarify this. Is it Acapinti or Acapinte? No, no, no. So. Uh, so in in Italian, what I didn't even uh, neither of those were right. No, wait, wait a second. Oh, so in Italian, it'd be occipinti. Occipinti. Because in Italian, the letter I is pronounced e. Oh, it's confusing. Okay. So occipinti means painted eyes. Occipinti. So, eyes. Pinti means painted. But is what? What do you want? Anglic- Canadians. Anglicized yeah. people say occipinti. Occipinti. Yeah. So I said it right. You did. Okay. All right. Can I say that I have fallen in love with Italians uh-huh. over the last year because a friend of mine named Marcella. Um, she unfortunately passed away a number of months ago and came from an Italian family and they asked me to do the funeral and wow, I just got a a glimpse inside your world. As a strong, strong souls. Oh, great explanation. Strong souls, passionate people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And they gave me a suit. They give you a suit. I know. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. They set me up. They'll give you something. Esco Clothiers. So fe- Esco usually they just feed you. Oh, dude. But I could use a suit. So <laughs> if they're listening. I usually just get homemade tomato sauce. So you're doing really well with that suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and homemade wine. The homemade everything. <sighs> anyway, so you're Italian. Uh, Sicilian. Let's let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. Don't okay, get that wrong. Seriously, you know? what is what is the? Well, uh, no. Okay. So look, being Sicilian is like being a newfie, right? Really? So, yeah. So if you're a newfie, you could say I'm Canadian, but you're going to say you're a newfie, yeah. right? You're, you're from the island. Well, we're from the island. You know, my parents were from the island. So, you know, Sicily's the big soccer ball, and Italy's the boot that's kicking it. Amen. Right? So <laughs> and, and, and I will say this. Like, you know, it's not just about, um, you know, the way countries come together. The, the fact of the matter is that, that southern Italy and Sicily often o- throughout history were ruled over by different people than mainland Italy, different, you know, different kings, you know, and so there's different language influences. Um, You know, Sicily uh, was, you know, part of the, you know, the broader Greek empire and and then the Roman empire and the Byzantine empire. And then it was under Arab rule for 300 years. And then it was under Norman rule. And then finally Spanish, you know, and and the interesting thing. Remind me not to ask him this question. Well, no, but, you know, and the interesting (laughs) thing about it is that. Prior to the Spanish Inquisition, so both under, you know, Arab rule and under Norman rule, there was a really strong uh, Jewish community, really strong Christian community, and a really strong Muslim community. And, and all three were allowed to coexist. Did um, they, though? You know, depending who – yeah, they did. Okay. Depending who was ruling, they had to pay different taxes. Uh. Let's be clear on that. Uh, but 
they were. And then it was only during the Spanish Inquisition that it was kind of, you know, basically a, a bit of a, a push to convert. <laughs> so, so you're Italian. Sicilian. <laughs> and the point of all that, just just to be brief, is yes. that is that the language is really influenced by all those other things. So there's a there's certain like my parents were from a city called Modica, but it's not pronounced that. It's called Murica, and that's the title of the new album. And and that comes from more derived from the Arabic word for it. Um, but uh, at the same time, there's a lot of Spanish influence in the language too. So it's 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 a different language than Italian. It actually. You know, when Italy was uh, sort of unifying and d- debating which, because it's all Italy's a country of dialects, and they were kind of debating which one should we speak as, you know, Italian. It was sort of between Florentine Italian and Sicilian, you know, and the Florentines won, you know, but it was mostly Dante's fault. Did you spend some time over there yes. doing music y stuff? Yeah, I, uh, so, you know, we did a Sicilian jazz project. The first one came out in 2008. And then because of that record, I, I won an arts fellowship to, to go, thanks to the Ontario Arts Council and the Chalmers family, uh, to go and live in Sicily in 2010 for four months. They paid you to go there and do your, yeah, do your I was love? Yeah, so I gathered music and poetry and, and oh, field recordings and, and met people. And How was that? I, oh, it was fantastic, I have to say. It was really good. I have a lot of family there, so it was nice to see them. But it was really just nice to be immersed in it and to feel... You know, like I was part of it, yeah. and uh, and people were so welcoming. You know, can you speak the language? I can. I can speak. I can speak. My parents spoke a Sicilian. You know, basically now, the funny thing is when I'm speaking to my friends and my relatives there, they say I speak archaic Sicilian. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I might as well be saying thou. They're always like, they do this crazy double take where they're like, I haven't heard those words in centuries. Or Give whatever, me an example. You know. Give me an example. Um, you know, well, actually, that tune that you just played, uh, Amunini Razzietta. Amunini means let's go, um, but it's andiamo in Italian. So my dad used to say Amunini when he was ready to go somewhere. You know, if we were out somewhere and he wanted to go home, he'd say Amunini Razzietta. He'd be talking to my mother. Yeah, yeah. And that means andiamo, you know, and, and most people don't say Amunini anymore, you know, or yeah. Niniamo means we're going, you yeah. know. But, um, in your younger days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was this like a chick magnet? You could speak this stuff? N- uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I don't. I, I have yet to find the chick magnet quality. You know, I, I, I often, I often say, you know, I started. I, I often say, you know, when I started playing the electric guitar, I thought maybe that would be a way to meet girls. But all I met were guys who come up and say, "Hey, man, what kind of guitar yeah, is dude, that?" Dude, love you your axe. What kind of yeah. pedal are you playing? Do you like Pink Floyd? Um, Speaking of that, yeah, dude, what is that? The guitar I'm playing? Yeah. People can see it, right? Yes. Okay, so this is a Ernie Ball. Uh, I do endorse the brand. I, okay. Uh, in, in full disclosure. Yes. But it's an Ernie Ball Music Man uh, reflex model. I have, I have I have two different Ernie Ball guitars I play. And lately, I've been favoring this one a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of half Les Paul, half Telecaster, if you want to think of it that way. Oh, cool. You know, it looks looks a bit like a... Yeah, you're right you now. It looks yeah, a yeah. bit like a, like a Les Paul, but it has a five-way switch, and you can kind of split it, so it has a nice... <laughs> Telly kind of sound. And then it can get meaty like a. Yeah, and it can get really meaty, you know. Try to demonstrate that. Yeah. Could you see my face? That face I'm making right there? I make that face. Yeah, 
We could sing that if you want. <laughs> I got it right. Can I just let you know that my ears are now bleeding? Oh, yeah, really? That was just cranked up. That's okay. So what you've got all this equipment in front of you here. Right. Can you, can, let's do a Randy Backman thing sure. and just yeah. explain to us all this this junk, all this stuff, man. Sure, all the, I love the, doing that. Um, so uh, how nerdy should we get? Do it. Okay. <laughs> Mega nerdy. Okay, so uh, the, the first thing I would say is this, that most people come up to me and they see me with the, you know, because I do a little dance with my, my feet when I'm playing, you yeah. know, controlling the foot switches. But still, almost... Most of the tone is coming out of the guitar and the amp, you know, and so, you know, like this is this is dry, right? Right, that's totally dry. So that's the sound of of my amp, uh, which that's, I could notch down a little that's, bit. That's that's code for just turn it down. Yeah, I'm gonna turn it down just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's good. How about okay. this? Yeah, a little bit more, because that because we're actually picking you up in the in your talking mic as well. Oh, I so I don't have. How's that? Beautiful. Okay, so, um, so that but my amp, and I'll just give my friend a little plug. A guy named Peter Medvick in Toronto, who's a really great amp repairman, came up to me a few years ago. Uh, he's always worked on my amps, and he said, "You know, I'm going to get into building." He said, "What do you want me to build you?" And I said, well, I want a stereo amp. So he built me this thing. It's called the Funk Farm. Uh, you notice it's handwritten. It says Mo, that's me, twin 25. It's two 25-watt two, uh, amps that run in stereo. And normally I would have two cabinets. I'm only playing through one. So I'm in mono today just so the audience out there knows that I'm in mono. Okay. Um, and then so, you know, so if I was like, uh, so let's just hear it. Uh, so much happening here i i am I, no honestly i'm I, this is uh really hard for someone with add to pay attention to okay. because there's so, there's pedals there's amps there's guitars there's uh, there's uh, so let's let's just bring the house down or bring bring the whole thing down just a titch more because okay. these mics really are beautiful at uh, at picking up everything okay all right yeah yeah there we go That's pretty much dry guitar, a little bit of overdrive, and then I'm using the looping feature of my effects. Right, unit. which makes it sound like there are more than one. There's, yeah, people. I can play over top. More than one stuff. people. Um, <laughs> but 
And, and you know, and that's really how a lot of people play, right? Straight in, straight in. But uh, you know, I use a couple of other things. Uh, so I'm using this Line Six uh, multi effects unit. Uh, I used to use a lot of like boutique little cool pedals and stuff, but I just found that when I was on the road and traveling, especially doing like a f- music festival where you often you get 15 minutes to kind of set up your stuff and just be ready to go, I just thought this is just a little bit easier. Um, so, you know, but I'll, I have some sort of some stock sounds, you know, like uh, uh, we can go old school. So, yeah. let's, you know, because really the first pedal that a lot of people started using was this one. Oh, yeah, baby. A little Barry White. (laughs) So is that the wah-wah pedal? That is. Yep. That is the wah-wah pedal. You know, which is basically... So what were the first main pedals? There was distortion, wah-wah, and chorus. Were they not the the big three? Chorus even was later. Like, like really, yeah. I mean, like, there was the fuzz fuzz pedal. And uh, and then, yeah, like, Jimi Hendrix really loved the wah-wah pedal. Uh, and you know, really, all the all the wah-wah pedal is is a tone control, right? So like, I, I can kind of do it manually. Like if I play, isn't it like a jacked up whammy bar? No, it's more like uh, I don't know if you can hear it. I'm doing it with my tone control now. It exaggerates exaggerates it more than I can do it with right. the guitar, but. So it's almost like it muddies the sound and then it clears. Yeah, the sound it muddies and, it and muddies clears it, it, right? So it's basically. We're, we're, folks, we're getting a guitar lesson from Michael Acapinti here in the Drew Marshall. So at the top of the pedal, it's quite bright. And at the bottom of the pedal, it's quite muddy. And then you just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was yeah. trying to imitate a trumpet mute, right? Like Yeah, a, I was a, just going to say, mute. I heard uh, Randy Backman talk about this on uh, Vinyl Tap, and he was doing a, a session where he would talk about the accessories to guitars, yeah. and the wah-wah pedal was one thing he was talking about, yeah. and he started talking about the fact that, yeah, you're basically mimicking the trumpet and the and the plunger on the yeah, end of the trumpet. Exactly. And and really what that's mimicking is the human voice, I think, you know? So, so a lot of times, you know... It has a very human kind of speaking quality to it. Sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Which was the plunger on the drum. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly, you know. And then, uh, let me see here. Um, so, you know, the the next kind of, you know, uh, I don't really have a phaser handy. Like that Hendrix used phaser pedals a lot, you know. They're, they're, so did Kirk. They kind of sound, yeah. You know, they, <laughs> set it to stun. Set it to stun, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, there's like analog delays. Coburn uses a lot of that, too. The edge? Yeah, from U2 uses and, and like this one here, so this one is kind of imitating a tape delay. Because originally the, the original delays were like a reel of, of tape, right? Yeah. That was like with t- multi-heads. Yeah. And so one would record, you know, what you played, and then it would just loop and play it back, right? So, so it, it would have a natural kind of decay in the sound, or like the sound quality would degrade a little bit. So this one kind of imitates that, right? It's not a pristine kind of echo. It's whereas if I go with a digital delay, I, I am loving this. I know. You know, it's it's more of a pristine, you know. Now that has a little bit of. That's got a Rasta yeah. feel. And now this one's more like what the edge uses, where yeah. it's ping-ponging. It's got more than one delay. You know, like... 
Yeah, a little little tears for fears. Uh, you know, the one my my favorite delay that I use is this one. Um, which is a backwards delay, right? Yeah. Has anyone called you a freak? Uh, you know, people, uh, you know, I mean, this is all fairly common stuff. I really? Guess, but yeah, but I mean, maybe where I like to, so I, I'm really uh, more, here, here, let me just, let me do something. Okay. Okay, for those of you who don't know, first of all, you're listening to the Drew Marshall Show, and uh, in the studio is Michael Acupinti, who has just freaked us out on his guitar stuff, and you want to watch the video. We'll post this video uh, also on YouTube uh, uh, when we get around to it. Right, Cameron? (laughs) 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 So, uh, and you got to watch what he does. I mean, like the last 14, 20 seconds of that song, you were pretty much hands-free. Yeah, I was just manipulating, at that point, just... uh so, so I should tell people what a reverb is, I guess you know. So, sure. So you know, you, so if you stand in a room, um, you know, think the sound changes depending on the size of the room, and we've all experienced this. So if you're in a, in your bedroom, it's it's probably not very reverberant. You know, you can clap your hands and it doesn't echo. But if you're in a church, of course, you're used to hearing something really big. So it's more like so a church would be more like this, right? Okay, that's got a bit of echo, so it's thrown in, but... Alright, so that's... that's 
That's basically what a reverb does. Yeah, it could be it could be really short. You now, know? that last bit where you're turning up the volume, you've hit the chord, then you're turning up the volume. Yeah, it reminds so, me, of, that's very Steve Morsey. Yeah, uh, so this is something that I, I got from Jeff Beck, actually. Okay. He does it all the time. He does it better than anybody I know, actually. So I'm just... I'm just here's the volume knob, right? So I'm just rolling it up. And what that allows you actually to do is to play more like a more like a flute or a clarinet, right? Like a wind instrument, because they they don't have an attack that you blow into the instrument and then the sound yeah. comes. So with the problem with the guitar is, of course, that normally you're just you've got an attack and you're just like you know, so a note has an attack to it. But if you if you roll into it with the volume knob, you can kind of sound a little more like a like a wood wood instrument. Like, it's very you know you can get some nice. I gotta reel this in. First of all, <laughs> do, you, do you teach this stuff? Um, you know what? I do teach quite a bit. Because you gotta—I mean, it, you can't make enough money doing this, can you? Because <laughs> you, you, you teach incredible stuff. I'll have stuff. you know that I pay my mortgage playing music. Good for you. Nice. Yes. No, but I mean, uh, guitar teachers aren't making wads of cash, and the kind of stuff you teach, right. people should be paying some big coin for, man. Um, well, there's a couple ways to answer that. I mean, first of all, I, I, I teach, a, uh, I do teach a couple of classes at Humber College. So, uh, but you know, uh, and I teach at Centennial College, um, and I teach at the Royal Conservatory. But usually, I'm teaching ensembles, or uh, I do teach guitar lessons at uh, Centennial. But I would love to do a class actually doing this kind of thing, just talking about sounds, because a lot well, of people are. you are you don't doing, think about it. You're you telling know? the world right now. Like, okay, well, that's good. Uh, so, hey, world, hire me to come and talk about sounds. <laughs> I do do workshops, you know, where, like, well, schools will bring me in to, to you know. Girls will bring you schools in? Schools. Oh, schools, sorry. In. I told you, girls don't, <laughs> no, girls want yeah, <laughs> nothing no, to do with guitar players. <laughs> On Monday, June 22nd at 8.30 p.m., you want to come celebrate the release of the new Sicilian Jazz Project album, which is called? Murica. Murica. As uh, brilliant Rome-based vocalist Pilar, is yes, that what you're saying? You have to see and hear Pilar. She's a beautiful woman. She is a beautiful woman. She has a beautiful soul, and she has a great voice, an astounding voice. Was that her singing on the opening track there? Uh, she's singing backups on that. Oh, okay. um, yeah, but the, the, I don't know. You might have something else. Uh, we'll play some other stuff in a, in a minute here. Yeah. Innovative clar- clarinetist uh, Don Byron. Yep. And uh, join the, the Sicilian Jazz Project at one of Toronto's best live music venues. Love this place. Hughes Room. Thanks to Richard and the gang down there. Yeah. Featuring some of Toronto's most celebrated musicians, including Dominic Mancuso. He's the vocal dude. He's the vocal dude. Uh, Kevin Turcott, mm-hmm. trumpet. Yep. Ernie Toller. Saxophone. Saxophone. Mark Kelso, drums. Yep. Uh, Luis Simao. Yep. Is that how you say that? Yep. Accordion. Accordion and bass. Yeah. And the group's leader, some dude named Michael Acapinte on guitar. So don't miss the only Toronto show of the group's cross-Canada tour featuring Pilar and Don Byron. Yeah. And There's, my brother Roberto will be playing with us, too. We don't care about him. Yeah. There's no better way to celebrate <laughs> Italian Heritage Month. Tickets are 25 bucks in advance, twenty-seven fifty at the door. That's not an incentive to buy early. $2.50? Uh, you know, they do that. It's the Hughes Room policy. I, I often think, yeah, there should be a $5 difference. But I, or you know, 20 it's, it's yeah. they're, they're 
their thing. Their but. thing. Well, it's a great place. HughesRoom.com. Go get tickets. Um, can we? Okay. Can you do something? Yeah. Instead sure. of just showing off. Gee. Um, like what? Well, here I, I was going to do a little like, electronica for you. Please. Okay. All right. So, so I'm going to start with absolute dry guitar, just so you can sort of hear where the starting point is. Okay. okay? by Guinness. Okay, so that's that's an envelope filter there. Adjust your dial. Wow. Okay. I don't want to offend anybody who's a little, you know sensitive out there in the world of joy 1250 yeah but that was like an acid trip <laughs> that was just unreal yeah it's fun yeah it is look at the goofy <laughs> smile on your face you're loving this i do i i do you know when people see me you know because normally especially it's been nice the last few years because i've been doing projects with singers you know with vocalists and so you know when we do across the universe maybe that's the track you could play but when we do across the universe with elizabeth shepherd you know she's got this beautiful voice and she's singing it and then behind it i can just kind of do these you know these textures and things and um and it's really really nice to do that you know and and kind of create all the atmosphere and uh and then just go you know and then when i want to just go back to being guitar guy too, love it you know, but, love it but, you know, but it's, it, it is funny because people come up to me and they say I love to watch your feet, yeah. which is, you know, I always laugh because I'm a guitar player, and so, you know, I never imagined that was going to be what people would say. <laughs> yeah, that's the number know? one pickup line <laughs> in Sicily, like, oh, apparently. I love your feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, can we play that track? Do you mind if we yeah, get everyone yeah. a little sample yeah, of yeah, this sure. uh, of yeah, this CD? Nice. Yeah. Uh, so when can people get their hands on this, by the way? Uh, so which one are you playing? Uh, we're going to play Across the Universe. Okay, so that's from the previous CD. That's um, They can get that anywhere. Uh, okay. Yeah, and go on iTunes right now. It's okay. uh, So I did a record called uh, Shine On, The Universe of John Lennon. Dude, that was amazing. And uh, so that's what this is from. And uh, it's I love this tune and I love this record. All right, folks, have a little listen to uh, Michael Acapinti and the, uh, the entire gang of tremendously talented buddies that he has on this track here on The Drew Marshall Show.
birds are flying out like endless rain into a paper cup. They slither while they pass. They slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my open mind, possessing and caressing.
Oh man, it is so refreshing to have some decent music on the show. <laughs> Folks, you are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. We're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca. We're live right here in southern Ontario on Joy 1250. And uh, you want to look for the video of this uh, interview today with Michael Acapindi. We'll post it on our YouTube site eventually. Got lots of others up there for you to look at. We've just uh, loaded a few more this week. Cameron, Cameron the intern is on that. The Sicilian Jazz is the website you want to go to. The Sicilian Jazz On Monday, June twenty second at eight thirty p.m., you want to come celebrate the release of the new Sicilian Jazz Project album. Oh nuts! Here we go again. I got to figure out how. Say it again. What's the title called? Murica. Murica. M-O-U-R-I-C-A. Murica. Murica. I'm so using that that as a line. And yeah. don't forget, June 23rd, we're in Waterloo at the Kitchener Waterloo Jazz Room. That's a great room. It's a great room. I, I watched, yeah. um, I've had a hard time with names all day today. I watched Alicia Brilla perform oh, yeah. there. Right. Man, is she good. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a really nice room. I've played there a couple of times. Actually, we, we, we were there with my John Lennon project not too long ago, and, and uh, so I'm glad we're there, June 23rd. One, one Juno, nominated yeah. for seven. Yeah, seven Juno losing streak. <laughs> it's like the Boston Red Sox, or maybe not. You need to write a song called Yeah, Seven Juno Losing Streak. Seven Juno Losing yeah. Streak. <laughs> Subtitled Changing the Rules. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, um, but just before we go out playing your, your uh, last track here, I yeah. just want to let you know we have three minutes left. Okay. Um, um, I want people to follow you, to buy your music, to kind of get jazzed about what you're all about. Right. So the, obviously the website is a good place to go. You want to yeah. go to the gigs. You want to buy the CD. When is this newest CD available again? Well, it's available at the gig, uh, and okay. we're touring across Canada, and I don't yet know when it'll get up on iTunes, for example. Okay. It'll probably be a few weeks f- from now. All right. Um, so they should just, uh, you know, keep their eyes. If they follow my Facebook page or, or, or go to the website, it'll be there. Yeah. Um, why, just concisely, I know I just asked yeah. you a big question yeah. uh, with, you know, a minute left. Why why write a, why do an album about the Sicilian, Sicilian music? Um, because, very quickly... All my career, I've played a lot of, you know, I laugh when people call me a jazz guitar player in some ways because I play so many different kinds of music, you know, not just like American music, like blues and R&B, but I've played Turkish music and I've played Arabic music and Indian music. And the one music I always avoided, I have to say, was Sicilian music, you know, because it was in my house and I was like, ah, you know, that's what my parents listened to. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, my parents passed away in the mid-90s. And uh, and after my first daughter was born in 2003, we went to Sicily, and there I was with my three-month-old, and I thought, you know, I need to connect her to this background. Beautiful. And that's why. Beautiful. Yeah. I thought you were going to rattle on forever no, about stuff I didn't care about. Answer. That was really good. <laughs> you got me with that one. It's nice. I like you. I'm glad you're here today, man. I'm glad I'm here Thank today. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Yeah. I wish you the best, and uh, I look forward to seeing you perform live. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, that is the end of our show today. Thank you very much for tuning in. It will be all loaded on our website by the end of the week for your listening pleasure. And next week, uh, co-hosting the entire show is uh, Juno Award winner Tal Backman. His big song, She's So High, of course, son of Randy Backman, who will be in town next week, uh, nominated uh, for a uh, SoCan Lifetime Achievement Award, I think is what's happening next week. So thanks for tuning in, folks. And uh, you remember, like we like to say each and every week, if you... Uh, if you don't sin, then Jesus really died for nothing. Bye-bye.
to CJYE Joy 1250, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. This is the Joy Top 20, counting down the top 20 Christian songs in Toronto this week. 